0: had four children at the time and when I got in and I graduated from that program I'm telling you with the four children I had no idea that I was chosen out of five or six to speak on my experience of being the first candidates of this of this program that was offered to get my high school diploma so that was some self-determination
1: Staying motivated takes work. If you don't work on your motivation, you become unmotivated. Join Umar Jang as he shares inspirational stories and tips to get you motivated to do whatever you need to do. This is the Motivational Voice Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Motivational Voice Podcast. This is session number 47. If you are a long-time listener, welcome back. It's good to have you. If, on the other hand, this is your first time listening, then you have arrived. This is the show where I share tips to keep you motivated about life, your goals, anything you set your mind to. You know, we live our lives alongside rules. There are rules for virtually everything. If you meet the Queen of England, you curtsy or so I'm told. If you come to a red light in the middle of nowhere at 3 a.m., you should stop and wait for the light to turn green, even though there's no one around, right? Rules are generally good for our society. They help keep us safe, and they level the playing field. But with the predominance of rules, we have an unintended consequence, which is that everyone follows the beaten path. But what happens when the life you were dealt did not allow you to follow the path that everyone else has taken? Are you shunned from the rest of society? Are you doomed to fail because you are following a different path? Or is there a way to make it by following your own path? My guest today is no stranger to paving her own path. And she will talk about how, with sheer determination and belief, she managed to defy the odds her entire life. So without further ado, let's listen to today's interview. Kimberly, welcome to the podcast.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate
1: it. Absolutely. No, it's my pleasure. Would you take a second and introduce yourself to our listeners?
0: Okay, well, I'm... I'm, definitely a inspirational speaker and uh just love motivating people. This is my passion just motivating anyone um that can um that just needs some type of encouragement and and inspiration to um, not just give up, just 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 keep moving this journey that's that we all have to journey through, which is life. And um, I'm a mother of five. <laughs> so I have four adult children and one minor, um, which I am loving that season. Mm, because it's, it's, it's a difference in love and raising. well, not raising, but the love that you have for adult children and the one that you have still for a minor. So, um, I've worked in the public sector. I've been a case manager for over probably 15 years. Um, also a counselor at the methadone clinic. And I'm just, I, I just, I love the occupation that I am. And it seemed like I have moved from, one occupation to another, but always been able to stay in the public sector and being able to serve, being able to give. So it's it's been enlightening. It's uh, I always say my weeks are always changing, <laughs> and learning in the in the process. So I, I believe you never get through the learning stage, and that as long as we are living here on earth, that uh, we always have the ability and the opportunity to learn something new. So, that's been a great um, endeavor for me, is to be in occupations that I can continue to learn and
1: grow. I know you talk a lot about obstacles, upcoming obstacles, and, and determination, and, and among other things. What led you to want to talk about that? I know you touched a bit about that you want to motivate people and inspire, but was there something in your life that happened that maybe push you to, to want to do this and, and talk about uh, these specific topics?
0: Well, I, I had to find um, it within, and I'm now passionate to try to encourage people to know that um, you have a choice and you can choose yourself to, um, want the best. And, um, that also builds that self-determination. Um, I had to, um, it just seemed like through the years of my life of uh, being, um, a child that was, um, misdiagnosed, um, that statist- the statistics had uh, written off, um, that, um, I had to apply, some self-determination to make a choice and decide, uh, is this what I want to be labeled as, or do I want to make my choice and making my own path in this life? Um, I had to decide, um, even with accepting that there is, um, Some learning challenges that I have to, you know, take and I I have to apply myself. I really have to apply myself differently than um, my my grown adult children. Um, I remember one of my colleagues that said, you don't have to write the whole book, but this was my note taking. Because the more I was repetitive and doing stuff, the more I could remember. But um, I had to accept the challenge, but also not to be defined by the challenge and say, this is what's gonna prevent for me getting what I want to get. And um, I th- this is that's my inspiration to uh to share with someone else that the self-determination has to be within what you want and you have to choose. And in my life and my journey, I remember choosing, but then also not choosing because I felt like I wasn't worth choosing or I, I didn't have the ability to choose. And then I found out if I have the ability to believe and have faith, I also have the ability to choose. And choosing is so empowering, empowering once you understand and define that, that choice starts within to choose, that it brings uh an, an, an inside empowerment that just Keeps rising and rising when you choose.
1: Right. So you you talked about self determination. What do you mean by that? What does it mean when you talk about self determination?
0: Well, that it starts within, that you have to understand yourself, invest in yourself, and choose within yourself to be determined to to have the life that you want, to have the things that you want to do the things that you want, that do the challenges or do obstacles or do statistics says otherwise says otherwise. And I'm a living witness that I've had those challenges um, and those statistics that said otherwise.
1: You said you mentioned the statistics where you were pegged that you weren't going to be able to do certain things or or perhaps even be a certain someone, uh, right. Can you give me some examples of of, of situations where where that happened? Uh, what specifically were you told, and how did you use your self determination to to overcome those those beliefs or or challenges?
0: Well, from immediately being a child that um, either you're in a foster care or you were given away, that was one of the first knocks. Um, I was up up until five years old with my biological parents that both of them pretty much gave me away and abandoned me. Even though I was raised inside of my paternal father family, I was pretty much just, that was it. They went on with their life. They had other children. They, they divorced after a while, but neither one of them came back to get me. And I was five years old and had to, that had to choose. So that was one of the first things. And I remember um, going to the doctor and my, my, my um, adopted mom um, telling me this when I got older that she was saying that um, um, the abuse and mentally and physically that they pretty much said that when I had children, I would be one of the, pro- one of the statistics that would give away one of my children, or I would be abusive to one of my children. Hmm. So then um in the seventies, uh, with the testing being like it was. Um, and I came from a very religious family that prayer was the ultimate, uh, solution of everything. Um, even though one of my, uh, um, educators has said to my parents that they, that they made Consider having me talk to someone like a specialist or a counselor, and, and that was it, it was uncalled for at, in in the in the home that I was living in a religious home, and so um, the test came through academically where um, I was tested as mild retardation instead of PTSD. Well, statistics said then that even on paper that I would not read or write effectively, but I had to be. In a uh, resilient and build on these resilience um, that I found out that some things that I needed, which was an education to provide for my children in an abusive relationship, that made me choose that regardless of what paper is saying. That's why I said earlier in our conversation I had to learn my uh, a, a, a way. That only I could get learning. And was it challenging? Was it is and, and it's still I, I'm better in visual learning and I'm vis I'm better in repetitive. It may take me a while to get it, but once I get it, I get it. So I just did not let those challenges stop me from one getting the degrees that I wanted to getting the job that I wanted.
1: It's interesting that. When you do something different than what everyone else does, sometimes some people just can't wrap their minds around the fact that, well, you're not following the standard path, the regular path, then, then there's no way you can be successful, which is, right. it just backles my mind. I totally relate to that in that my my father was, was self-taught. He was an autodidact. I think he had maybe a third grade education. And Uh uh, for for, due to some family situations, he had to basically quit school and uh, help help support the family business. Uh But had someone said to him, you're not going to be successful because you didn't go to school or because you're not smart or whatever, they would not have believed that, you know, some years later, he was self-taught, became a, a mechanical engineer and became very successful at that. And was hired by a French multinational, you know, in the 60s and 70s when I was growing up. Wow! Right? So when you shared your example, that's what what that made me think of. Yeah. That, and there are many more people out there who are walking and they are managing to have successful lives without necessarily going through. You know, you have to go to school. You have to do this. You have to do that. You have to follow the path that everyone else follows. Right. So that's uh, yeah, good because point. Because
0: I, I quit in 11th grade. I remember going back home and saying to my parents, my adopted parents, because I had really kind of gave up on myself. Hmm. Not kind of, I really did. This was my first child at 15 and um, they were very religious. And I had already the meeting with the, 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 the pastor and the, 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 the statement that was resounding in my mind is that she said that no matter what, what age I was, because I now put myself in this position and had a baby that I was a woman. So I'm now in my mind thinking, even in a 16 year old body, because I had her at 15, I turned 16 August 13th. She was born July 31st. That um, I, I had to do the best that women that a woman could do, you know, not physically, not mentally, not emotionally ready, but just because this was said to me. So I remember going through inside the silent cry, the the the, the lost friends. And, and and going back to school that knew that I had a baby, the lost uh, connection with my adopted uh, extended family that had um, children, my cousins and stuff around my age that they were kind of like um, shunned away from me because now I had got pregnant and had a baby, you know. So I'm like, I, I give up. I give up on myself. So I came home and I said, I'm um, from school. That day, and I said to my my parents, especially to my mother, because even though my mom and dad they had a balance with me, um, she she was the go to, um, and I never could play one against the other. So I went to her and I said, you know, I said I've decided I'm going to get a job. I remember my first job because they they was they did not believe in the um, uh, system, um, dependent on the system for anything, um, but she did. Believe in letting me know my child was my responsibility. I was a woman that I had to take care of. So I told her, I said, um, I decided I'm not going back to school. I'm going to get a job. And because of the generation the era they were in, they were very older, a lot older than me. When the mm-hmm. first time I got to see my birth certificate was with my first job because I needed the birth certificate and a social security card, I believe one was 59 and one was 39. So that's a big age difference. Um, my father was older and my mother was younger and, um, I've, I've never seen anything but that birth certificate at that time, which was them. And, um, I said, uh, with that generation era, they was not, um, they did not, they did not use education as a, um as a foundation, they did not encourage it. They, I mean, if I didn't get pregnant, maybe <laughs> they would have and had dreams, but everything was shot down. So I know exactly what you're talking about. So I had to, you know, get that later, but I did take that literally and did not take the normal path because of the challenges, because of what I was dealing with in the inside and dropped out of school to 11th grade and had to go back and get this. When I did go back, When I decided to go back to school, I took the opportunity of this this program that started on the Eastern Shore. And it was called the External High School Diploma Program, and it was the first time. And it was offered to uh, you had to you know register and and be meet the criteria. It was a program that offered these candidates to get the same high school diploma that you would got in high school, Um, and you had to you know meet the requirements that you know the Maryland state requirements and everything like that. So I I got in and. I had four children at the time, and when I got in and I graduated from that program, I'm telling you, with the four children, I had no idea that I was chosen out of five or six to speak on my experience of being the first candidate of this of this program that was offered to get my high school diploma, so that was some self determination during the time, and and I could you know go on, but I knew that it had to start somewhere with within with me, without anybody's else motivation or the uh, the look of the, the 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 typical plan as you were saying of getting where I got.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 When you looked back, did you know, was there a conscious thought in terms of the path that you were following to, to get out of your situation? Or was this something that you just you just winged it in the moment and then just or maybe wield yourself to to, you know, I'm gonna I have this goal, I'm gonna go after it no matter what what happens. Was there a thought behind that, or did you just kind of fumble your way through things?
0: No. It was definitely always a spiritual connection. I've Mm. always had belief and hope from little that there was a higher power, there was God that was going to help and guide me, even with the mistakes, even with choosing some different things. But, and then what helped build that was I had a father, adopted father, that modeled that. I remember no matter how upset and how confused I was in this situation because no one was clarifying anything with me no one said anything to me what was always said to me ended up not being um, followed followed through my dad dropping me off and saying I'm gonna come back and get you never happened um but yet he was coming back and forth later on, you know, letting my um my adopted mom, which is his oldest sister, know about how his life is going and him going into the ministry and him divorcing and him marrying and him getting another child or having another child, but never recognizing I was his child too. (laughs) So I no matter how much I was confused and 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 just trying to adjust and adapt to what grown people had forced upon me I had this model that prayed that read scriptures that sang hymnals that took me to church and that showed me some morals and values so it just kept um it just kept making sure that I guess what was already instilled in me growing Growing, you know, and so when I would have those moments, like you were just saying about the, the choice about the school and everything like that, at that moment of deciding to quit was a feeling of all these emotions that I did not have uh, anyone to really talk to.
1: Getting our mind and our habits right is very important for our well-being. That's one of the reasons why I started this podcast. But taking care of our bodies and especially what we put in it is equally as important. That's why I try to take those gummy vitamins every morning, but I can't, for the life of me, remember to take them consistently. So I was recently introduced to a better option from Athletic Greens. It's called AG1. When you take AG1, you're getting 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens, and they help you start your day right. This blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and even aging. What's amazing about this product is that it contains less than one gram of sugar and has no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or anything artificial, but it still tastes good. And Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. So right now, you can reclaim your health and strengthen your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water daily. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-boosting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash emerging. Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash emerging to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance.
0: Um, Even though I was still in my hometown with my biological parents and my um, biological brothers and sisters, here I'm with a family that... I I had completely shut down. I knew they wouldn't understand even if I tried to tell them what I was going through and what the reason was I wanted to, um, you know, quit school. But I just, at that moment, this was what I chose that I said, this, deciding this is for the best for me and my child from what was said to me. Just like when I came across and I really believe that was the spiritual connection, the external high school diploma that was um, offered in our, in our hometown, that I was like, here's here's a choice. Here's something's given, again, that God is bringing in my life, just like the other choice that I made that I need to go ahead. And with his help, I will be able to do it. I really believe it's a combination of a lot of things. But like I said um, I I came across this lyrics and found um, the 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 niche of the title of um, the epitome. I found through my journeys and through my choices and through also that self determination that I was creating and building this essence, this epitome mm-hmm. of who I am. And and some of it that I can pinpoint was. Uh, Built in and a choice to be determined no matter what no one said, no matter what I have seen or what was said to me or what was written down on paper about me, is Hmm. that I had to be determined enough to write my own, write my own statement.
1: I always look at life in terms of you have to have certain. Foundations in place, right, right. And uh, even though you may not have necessarily all the foundations, sometimes you can find some, or you can rely on the ones you had. And right. when, you, when you're speaking, one thing that came to mind is that you had the spiritual, yes, in, in in you know in your faith in your beliefs, and then you had also your your willpower and your determination to achieve something and be someone. And then Mm -hmm. thirdly, you have the support systems, even though it might have been later in life, but you Mm -hmm. did find that support system. And when you put all of those together, things seem to have at least fallen into place. Uh, But I think all of those have to, to your point, come together. You have to be willing to want to continue and get that degree. And I think sometimes what happens is people think that it's too late to -hmm. do something or to go after something. And and it's never too late. That's it, why I, mean, I
0: shared. I had four children at the time, right. and when yeah. I got my high school diploma, and when I graduated with my undergrad, mm. I was in my, um, I think I was in my thirties, early thirties or, or late twenties. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, and it took six years of a four-year degree, but I was determined mm-hmm. that, and 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 I, I can't lie; it wasn't all learning abilities. It was a struggle of, um, I had um, allowed a lot of uh, procrastination. I had allowed, you know, I had to go do that learning season of, um, as you were saying, how bad do I really want this? I can't play with this, you know? And so um, I had, I remember that undergrad specifically, all of my children there, but my husband at the time we had we had got divorced like maybe a year before I and it was a very abusive relationship but I I I I lost a you know a marriage didn't work but I got the degree I did not allow that to stop me from getting it.
1: So for someone who is listening and who might be going through something similar maybe they're In a bad relationship, maybe they're struggling to achieve a certain goal. Maybe they feel that they started late in life or maybe they may even feel unworthy. Right. Where should they start? What's the one thing that you would tell them to focus on to just get that ball rolling?
0: First to focus on their self, choose their self. That's Mm -hmm. that's, that was my, my breakthrough and I had to find that I was worth, if now or never, finally, I was worth investing in
1: me. Isn't it strange that sometimes the biggest obstacles or <laughs> obstacle we face is ourselves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that's a and good point. And it's
0: been such a great season and learning and um, choosing me every day. I remember years going through life choosing my children. I said, as long as they... See me here as long as they're under a roof that's with two parents. You know, I'm waking up every morning for them, for them until I had to get a really good wake up call and say, How am I giving them the best of me when I'm just choosing them? I have to choose me first. When I choose me every day, even down to my adult kids and to my minor, they're getting the best of me because it started right from the beginning. Me.
1: Right. So, and in that, I know there's some, probably some mindset things overcoming those beliefs in ourselves that maybe we're not good enough, or we don't deserve certain things. And that positive, maybe even positive self-talk. Right. It's, it's funny, we, we sometimes in our own heads, attack ourselves
0: yes. more
1: than even our worst enemies, right?
0: Yes, yes. So,
1: and inter- but beyond that i know we talked about the spiritual that's one thing and then just believing in yourself are there any concrete things that they would need to do whether it's finding the right people to support them or doing something outside of themselves and and just their their uh, mental beliefs
0: i embrace as well as i work on the relationship with 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 god every day um I also embrace and I encourage and I also advocate um, mental health. If it wasn't for that, I, I wouldn't be talking here. I, I, I wouldn't be. Um, I remember the first time that I I embraced and accepted and went to my first um, mental health um, provider appointment. And it was life-changing. When I say it was life-changing. When I went to the root of, as you were talking about, broken foundations and and poured out to her to be able to get the ball rolling to understand and accept my upbringing was not normal and I wasn't responsible for it and it was broken, I believe somewhere and it traveled with me throughout my life that I was responsible for what these adults had did
1: yeah that's pretty <laughs> powerful in that yeah, yeah. yeah how can you move on right, right. if you don't face yeah. your own demons and your own yes, yes. limiting beliefs right yes yes and so that's a very good point in terms of you might need to to just face that that self and then face those challenges that you, you, you have within yourself before you yes. can actually look outward. Uh, yes. That's a very good point. Now you, you wrote about your experiences. You wrote a book called Epitome, I believe was the, the title. What inspired you to, to write that?
0: Um, um, well, it's, it's, it has always been either someone had said, um, Throughout my journey, going through different um, workforces and stuff, when I would share bits and pieces, they would say, you know, your your life is like a book. You need to write a book. And so I started doing something on a bucket list. And I have it even in my office. It was in 2015. I had put down um, seven things that I wanted to do. And I think, like, the fourth one was, um, yeah, to have my memoir completed by 2017. And I ended up writing it and having it completed in 2020, 2021. It's been, I'll be a a year old in August, but, um, I had allowed, um, my inspiration and my voice to be heard during different Appropriate times about you know young people telling them to stay in school, telling them you know to 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 um, don't give up, you know just go ahead and push through. Um, uh, different women about toxic relationships, about uh um, you know just just when it was appropriate until I, I got sat down during the COVID, and it's, it was just like a a, a a spiritual moment has said this is either now or never that you're going to write your memoir from the beginning to the end. And I'm going to allow this freedom, this liberty to come over you once you go ahead and write it. And I said, oh my God, if I could just inspire one person with it, then that's good for me. But you know, and so when I started writing it from each chapter and mind you, I had a mental health therapist sessions throughout the time that I was writing this book. She never knew a counseling session. She never knew I was going to, I was writing a book. Matter of fact, one of the assignments when I was like halfway through the book, she, mm-hmm. she had me wanting to, she had me, uh, try to accept this, um, uh, assignment that I, I refused to do was to write my biological mother. And I told her, but I didn't tell her I was writing my memoir. I told her that I had, I had did that. And I didn't want to do that. I just needed this session. I wanted her to hear me. She said, okay. She said, I just thought that maybe that would help you. You know, this is an assignment that I thought about. Was you to write your biological mother? And I said, no, I don't want that to do that. I, I I have done that in the past, but I never shared with her that I was writing a book, but it really helped the book to be manifested and for me to stay level for my mental my mentality to be as stabilized as mm. as good as it because I was opening each chapter each journey that I had to relive from the time that I was 5 all the way up until the present I had all my I have all my marriages in there that, that didn't work I have all the, my children birth of my children in the different seasons and the different mentality that I was in at that time And so it was just very overwhelming. And I remember saying to her after the second chapter, when I got to the accept and embrace it all, I said to her, I said, am I crazy? And she said, no, she said, you have a right. You're not crazy, but you have a right to feel the way you feel. Yeah. So I I, I needed that. I needed that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I like the fact that uh, I, I see you for those um, people will be listening to this. So for those who don't see us, you are looking to your, um, to your left at your, uh, My bucket your, list <laughs> right yeah. on the wall and yeah. you actually wrote down a goal to write a book back, yeah. back in 2017. It took yes. a while, but you wrote it. I'm yeah. bringing this up because I talk a lot on, on this show about you have to write your goals down. Where you can see them, right? Mm-hmm. We all have wonderful ideas of things that we want to do. They will never come true unless we write them down and right. see them, then yes. commit commit to doing something about it and actually doing something about it. And yes. you did all of those things, and I think that's really, really inspiring. Yes. And congratulations on on finishing the book and publishing. Thank it. you. Thank uh, you. Now I know we're running short on time here. Is there anything else you wanted to to add uh, as we wrap up?
0: It's just a, as any time that I'm able to have at least one person be able to listen through, um, know that, you know, the, the smiles and, 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 and this didn't come for with, without a process, without challenges that, you know, I look at every day that even though the challenges were, some of them were sad, some of them was very unfortunate, some of them was, Choices that I made of not learning from lessons before, or um, choices, uh, 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 things that was beyond my control and things that were in my control. But there were also, I'm always mindful, there are also challenges that someone had even worse than me. And if I could just say that once I found um, the ability. And the courage to know that I'm worth the life that I want to have, which is a life of peace, without with a life of joy, with a lot life of 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 of, of just thriving. Um, once I got content with growing, I, I I I spoke it. I spoke it in existence. I said, I don't want to no more grow. I want to thrive now. But it was a choice that I had to get within me. You know. I had, a, I had to speak this church um, this choice as you were saying, write it down and visualize it and go for it. Make the steps to go for thriving. and, 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 and I do it. Without the actions, just saying the words is not going to manifest to anything. So I just want the listeners to know that I work at this daily. I do I do the action. I do the work. If I feel I just lost my adopted mother during um, Easter, if I feel that I'm getting to a place in my life that um, and I still live in my hometown where <laughs> my book has really <laughs> stirred some <laughs> stirred some dislikes <laughs> and was not accepted by a lot of people, but I know that that was my truth. I know that that's all I have is my truth, and that my my adopted dad invested this more on values to me to say kimmy if you don't stand for something you'll fall for anything you know and uh so i i i just feel compelled to let you know that if any challenge that you feel that is too difficult to to get through just look at me and understand it's not your worth every bit of going through it and going through it victoriously. You can go through it and learning and understanding more about yourself and then pushing into making whatever reality you want in your life for you, for you. And I, and I had to understand that. I had to look beyond the reality that I am and say, now, Kim, what reality do you want to see? Do you want to see this type of reality or do you want to see another reality? Because it's up to you to make that happen.
1: Thank you. Well, the book is called The Epitome of Kimmy, Accept and Embrace It All. And I'll make sure to link that in the show notes for the podcast. Kimberly, thank you for coming to the podcast. It was a pleasure talking to you.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
1: That was my interview with Kimberly Bell. I hope it gave you a different perspective on how you perceive your own challenges or maybe even guilt that you might have about not doing things the way everyone else is doing them, the way the world, it seems, is telling you it should be done. Our circumstances are unique to each and every one of us. We all have different backgrounds, we were all raised differently, and even the people that surrounded us. At specific periods in our lives can influence the path that we take or the paths that we do not take. You are you and there is no other you like you. Now I know that sounds cliche but think about it. So why would your path be the same as everyone else's? What if by getting on a different path you unleash your true potential? What if what you think is what you are meant to do is holding you back and affecting your happiness. And what if you listen to that hopeful voice that's been telling you for years what you knew all along, but you just didn't want to hear it, or maybe you just needed to be reminded of it. So what path are you on right now? Are you happy with that path? What is your conscience telling you? Think about it and then decide if you should stay the course or do something different. Growth doesn't come from inaction. It comes from change. You can find the show notes for today's episode on my website at umarjang.com forward slash session 47. If you enjoyed listening to the podcast, unlock your smartphone right now and give us a five-star rating and leave us a review. This really helps others discover the show and learn from the information that I share. Thank you very much to those of you who have already done that, and thank you for spending part of your day with me today. Until next time, please stay safe and motivated. Goodbye.
0: Thank you for listening to the Motivational Voice Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate it on iTunes. Get show notes and the latest blog post at omarjang.com.